the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. Good morning. Six minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock, and we are underway on this Friday, the 27th morning of the 8th month of the year of our Lord, 2021. A bit of a somber Friday for obvious reasons. The deadliest day in Afghanistan in a decade. The deadliest day in Afghanistan for American troops or American citizens in a decade. And the first American death in Afghanistan since February of last year, of 2020, and it was all avoidable. Coming up on the program this morning, and I appreciate your time and your attention. We have a lot to discuss. I certainly want to hear from you as well. We have carved out some time for you to do that. At 9.35, we will speak with uh, Jim Simpson. Jim Simpson is um, uh, the author of The Red-Green Axis, uh, both books of The Red-Green Axis. He is also the founder of The Red-Green Axis Exposed. Uh, organization which is uh, dedicated to informing you about the unholy alliance between the red and the green, between the communists and the Islamists. And uh, there is a national security briefing they are holding on Sunday with Curtis Bowers exposing the Marxist agenda in the United States. He's a former state representative uh, from Idaho and uh, a film producer who does lectures about this sort of thing, what's going on in our country. So we're going to talk to Jim Simpson about yesterday and what happened with the death death of 13 Marines and the injuries of uh, dozens of others, not to mention Afghani citizens who were Afghan citizens who were also uh, uh, killed and injured in that uh, terrible attack. So we'll talk to Jim about that, and then we will talk about what's going on in this country. Uh, it's extraordinarily important, and that'll be at 9.35. At 10.35, we'll talk to Christina Hagan, the former Ohio State representative who has been watching everything unfold intently. She's got some very strong views and uh, analysis that she wants to offer. That'll be at 10.35. So we'll have time before 
in between and after those guests to hear from you at 216-901-0945, Either one of those numbers will suffice. And now, if you would rise, if you are near a flag, face it. If you are not, at least just put your hand over your heart and join us in saying a pledge of our allegiance to this great country. And say it with some passion. Say it with some conviction, because we need it now, perhaps more than ever especially in light of the revelation that so many of our fellow citizens are not fellow patriots and who will not say this pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Of all the developments yesterday, uh, and you know, the attack started shortly before we went off the air. We we got word of the attack, uh, the suicide bombing. Before we went off the air, we told you there were at least three servicemen hurt that we knew of at that time. Then we got word of a second bombing, and um, we did not know where it was going to go from there. Obviously, as the day went on yesterday, we all learned of it together, and. Um, there's just no sugarcoating it. Everything that happened yesterday and 13 dead Marines and Lord knows how many other injured and wounded, it was all avoidable. It was all avoidable with just a little bit of competence, a little bit, mar- a marginal amount of competence that our commander-in-chief simply does not have and that our military leadership the weakest and worst military leadership in the history of this republic. And I'm going to say that with some conviction. The people leading this military right now are complicit, along with their commander-in-chief, because of the extraordinary incompetence they displayed in botching the removal of the remaining troops from Afghanistan. There is no simple, uh, or no other way to say that. It is really that simple. Now, of all of the strange and bizarre and devastating and sad and and just mortifying things that happened yesterday, I I know this is going to sound a little bit odd, but this is the one that troubled me the most. After several hours went by, and, and I don't know exactly how many it was, around seven or eight hours, it was seven or eight hours. Before the American people, who had found out that 13 of our sons had lost their lives, 13 Marines, at the airport in Kabul, Afghanistan, seven hours before the people heard from their commander-in-chief, heard from what they hoped would be a rock-solid, steady voice from the President of the United States, committing the United States to making those who did carry out this terrible, terrible attack, and the Taliban, which is responsible for this terrible attack, no matter how many times Joe Biden and General McKenzie yesterday tried to kiss the Taliban's rear ends, and that's what they did publicly on multiple occasions, the Taliban is ultimately responsible for everything that happened yesterday, all of it. The American people did not hear, for comparison's sake, 
When Derek Chauvin was convicted of killing George Floyd in Minneapolis earlier this year, it took about two hours for Joe Biden to hit the podium and praise uh, you know, the, the conviction of Derek Chauvin and to criminalize cops and to placate his, uh, his uh, minority base of voters and so on and so forth. Dead Marines took seven to eight hours, I believe it was, before Joe Biden could find his way to the podium. And then when it was announced he would be there at 5 o'clock, it took another 25 minutes. And one can only say, how much time does it take to prepare a president to make a statement of support for the American people, support for the families of the fallen, and to make a declaration that this will not go unanswered? How hard is it? And the answer is, when you're dealing with a 78-year-old doddering pre-Alzheimer's patient who just doesn't know what he's doing, it takes a long time to prepare him. How many different ways can we put it on that prompter for him to read and not butcher? And how many different ways can we prepare him for the questions that are to come so that he doesn't say something unimaginably stupid. It took them the better part of an entire workday to prepare this guy to go out there and speak in a slow, almost sleep-inducing pattern I mean, that's what it was like listening to this guy try to formulate his thoughts, even though the words were in front of him. And this might sound a little odd, but the, the, the most disturbing aspect of what was said yesterday didn't have anything to do with the attack, didn't have anything to do with dead Marines, didn't have anything to do with policy. The most disturbing thing that I heard from this entire affair yesterday was Joe Biden's acknowledgement that he is not in charge. Because it begs the question, if he's not, who is? Who's running the show? After Biden's extraordinarily strange remarks simultaneously promising to hunt down those responsible for the terror attacks yesterday and pledging to keep the deadline of retreating on Tuesday, August 31st. Of course, that begs the question, how does one hunt and retreat at the same time? Has anybody figured that out yet? How does one hunt down enemies while at the same time retreating on Tuesday? I mean, what do you do? As you pack your bags, what? You're just kind of keeping a keen lookout? Hey, are they over there? Are they over there? Nope. Keep packing. Are they over there? Nope. They're not over there. Okay, we hunted, but we're out. See ya. How does one hunt and retreat? But after he made his strange remarks... He began his question and answer period by acknowledging that he's not calling the shots in his own administration. This is just weird. Ladies and gentlemen, they gave me a list here. The first person I was instructed to call on was Kelly O'Donnell of NBC. That's it. That's it. 
nine and a half seconds of acknowledgement that Joe Biden is not commanding our troops. Joe Biden is not making executive decisions in the Oval Office. Joe Biden is simply the voice. He is simply the face of whatever or whomever behind the scenes is making those decisions, making those calls. How difficult would it be for the President of the United States if he was in full control of his mental faculties? How hard would it be for him to finish his remarks and then say, I'll now take questions, and to look out into the audience of reporters, the press pool, and say, Kelly, and then say, Steve, and then say, whatever. And be prepared for whatever questions are asked. But the fact that he said and admitted that he had been given a list and that he was instructed to take these people first means clearly they also had the questions. They weren't going to call on Kelly O'Donnell without knowing what Kelly O'Donnell's question was going to be. We saw a hint of this at a previous press conference last week in which he was asked a difficult question and he said, no, the question was supposed to be, and then he repeated what the question was supposed to be because it was given to him on a cue card and then answered that question and not the reporter's question. He is being handled. He is being more than handled. He is literally being puppeted. He's on the ends of strings. The question is who is pulling them. I certainly won't accuse Kamala Harris of being the puppet master. She's an idiot. I certainly wouldn't accuse anybody in the uh, Pentagon or the Joint Chiefs from pulling your strings. They're too committed to wokeness and trying to figure out what's wrong with toxic masculinity in our military to be actually worried about the Operations that our troops are being tasked with carrying out. I'm trying to figure out who is behind the scenes pulling this guy's chains. The only person that I can think of, quite frankly, is his former boss. The man who said on his way into the 2020 election, or maybe it was right after it when it was revealed that Joe Biden was being declared the winner, such as it is, said, never underestimate Joe's ability to blank things up. And that somebody is Barack Obama. I'm not saying Barack Obama handed him the questions. I'm not saying Barack Obama gave him the instructions about which way to go. I'm saying somebody is telling this man what to say and how to say it, and we don't know who it is. It could be a chain of people, a chain of command, and he, if he wants to maintain his presidency and finish out his term, he will just keep quiet and do what he's told. But this admission to me was very, very dangerous. Ladies and gentlemen, they gave me a list here. Who? Who? Creepy Uncle Joe? Who gave you a list? Corn Pop? He's a bad dude. The first person I was instructed to call on was... Who instructed you? I mean, is it Jen Psaki, your press secretary? 
Or is it Mabel, the cleaning lady in the Oval Office? Who instructed you on what to do? And since when does anybody instruct the President of the United States on how to conduct a press conference? How does anybody instruct the President of the United States on anything? You have the ultimate authority, the executive, the chief, the commander-in-chief. What do you mean you've been instructed? What I would really like to know is how many foreheads were slapped off camera behind those curtains when they heard Joe Biden say, I've been instructed to. Because behind those curtains, all of his handlers and all of his puppeteers, all of them were going and smacking their foreheads, saying to themselves, you're not supposed to say that out loud. What are you doing? You just call on Kelly. You don't tell everybody we instructed you what to do and what to say. You just, can you fake it, please? They're behind the scenes just losing their minds, I guarantee you. This man cannot functionally and competently run the United States military. This man who has decades of experience in foreign affairs as the chair of the Foreign Affairs Committee in the Senate has no earthly idea what he's doing on the world stage. And he needs instructions on how to hold a press conference. It's Ladies and gentlemen, they gave me a list here. The first person I was instructed to call on was Kelly O'Donnell of NBC. And as we all know, I follow my instructions. It's 923. We'll get some calls next. AM 1420, The Answer. Download the free WHK mobile app and listen to your favorite WHK programs or podcasts on the go. It's free in your app store. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I've been given a list here and I've been instructed to call on Mark in Fairview Park first. Mark, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go right ahead. Bob? Yeah, Mark. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I was tongue in cheek, Mark. Pardon me? Oh, the, uh, I was, uh, I, I saw what you uh, were talking about on TV today, and uh, he, uh, you know, it was like he comes out and it's a funeral, you know. If this was President Trump, they would have been screaming at him like crazy, but now he has 13 more uh, names to add to that casualty list he always carries with him, you know, that he brings out and is so proud of or whatever. But uh, second of all, you know, you hear the words uh, debacle, catastrophe, and uh, disaster, and uh, these, these are like old words now. And uh, this, is, this now is apocalypse now. I think it's only getting worse and worse, much worse, and it's not going to end soon. And number three, you know, I'm just a little guy here in Fairview on the street. I'm just a grain of sand. But I met with friends, my staff, and we discussed, and if this ends where we're not worried about the hostages later on, because hostages, they could hold this over us forever. Uh, we should actually have airstrikes on their headquarters or the presidential palace where they meet uh, their higher echelon leaders and that. 
along with B-52 strikes on a base and equipment. Uh, like, did you forget uh, who president like, is here, like, Mark? Mark, did you forget who the president is here? Are you kidding me? He wouldn't throw a paper airplane at these people. He is no, in is... love with the Taliban. He's literally on television yesterday, and thank you for the call, Mark. He's on television yesterday, so is one of his top generals, McKenzie, essentially saying we're relying on the Taliban and their kindness to help us get these people out. The Taliban hates America. The Taliban kills Americans. The Taliban funded, sponsored, and trained the al-Qaeda operatives who brought us 9-11. And Joe Biden is over there saying we're reliant upon the Taliban. Yesterday, McKenzie even admitted we share intel with the Taliban because they're in charge over there and we need their help. Wait a minute. Why are they in charge over there? Because they just came in and killed the Afghan defense forces and routed them and scared the rest of them off because the Americans weren't there to back them up. But we're sharing info with the Taliban? We share versions of this information with the Taliban so that they can actually do some searching out there for us. And we believe that some attacks have been thwarted by them. Again, I, I just, the idea, the Taliban was setting up checkpoints to get people, uh, to, uh, to uh, uh, stop people from getting to the airport. The Taliban let the suicide bombers through. And Joe Biden and his weak, ineffectual military leadership, not talking about rank-and-file soldiers and Marines and airmen, I'm, I'm, not at all, but his weak and ineffectual leadership, they're buddying up to the actual people who are laughing their full heads off at them that are responsible for all of this, the Taliban. You think Joe Biden's going to order B-52 bombings? You think he's going to order this, that, or the other airstrikes? Are you kidding me? Not a chance. Not a chance. Uh, Charlie in Westlake, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Charlie, go ahead. Bob, thanks for taking the call. My premise is this guy's got to go, and we can't get him out. We've got to get him to resign. We all know he's a crook. We all know his family are all billionaires because of of government thievery. We just have to investigate and get him, go after his kids, go after his daughters, wherever they purchased, whatever they bought, look what they bought, where they get their money, and we get him to resign because he's got to go. This is an American nightmare. The Biden presidency is a nightmare for this country. We can't, this is just one more thing. It's going to be another dozen things before he's out. Well, you know, the one thing, uh, one thing that we know for sure, Charlie, and thanks for the call, and that Mark was saying before that, too, is if there is hostages, what is going Of course there are going to be hostages. Joe Biden guaranteed it. He guaranteed it. He literally said during his remarks yesterday that we will continue to try to get people out, quote, in the time allotted. All right? He defined the mission as, quote, to get as many people out as we can within the time frame that's allotted. He didn't say we're going to continue to get people out until every American is evacuated. He said until the time clock runs out on Tuesday, which is arbitrary. Which is arbitrary. That Biden himself created and then the Taliban said, we agree, that's a red line now. You stay past that and there will be consequences. So there will be Americans left behind. It is a certainty. The only question is how many And then the question would be, with this weak, impotent little man in charge of our military, as he put his head down in his hands yesterday because he got a tough question from Peter Ducey, 
and was actually forced to own his own responsibility in all of this and looked like he was crying. The only question is, is what will this weak little impotent man do about it? 931, we'll talk to Jim Simpson next. two sides to every story there's the mainstream media side and then there's the truth you are experiencing the truth the bob france authority on am 1420 the answer okay 936 we continue now we're going to talk more about afghanistan here but also about what's going on here at home kind of a two for one uh in this segment you uh, probably remember Jim Simpson as the author of two books on the Red-Green Axis. He is also the founder of a group, uh, Red-Green Axis Exposed. He runs this group with my uh, friend and uh, colleague uh, with CFFS, Dan Ramada. Uh, Red-Green Axis Exposed shines the light on the threats we face from the far left, the Marxists and the socialists and the communists, and the Islamist groups uh, in the United States as well. That's the Red-Green Axis. It is a... Uh, it's an unholy alliance that is extraordinarily dangerous for Americans. And they're going to be having a new uh, webinar coming up this Sunday with uh, special guest Curtis Bowers presenting. And I'll let Jim tell you all about Curtis after we welcome Jim to the program and find out uh, his thoughts on uh, ISIS-K, the reforma- reformation and resurgence of the Taliban and al-Qaeda in Afghanistan. Jim, good morning. Good to have you back, sir. Hey, Bob. Great to be with you. All right, so before we talk about the webinar, which has been scheduled for a while now, obviously, and we're going to be focusing on the uh, issues here at home and the uh, uh, the Marxist movement to take over this country, uh, I want to get your reaction to, to two things. Number one, actually three, Jim. Number one is the decision to get out of Afghanistan fully in the first place. This is one that has been kind of... Uh, kind of universally accepted as what we should do is we shouldn't be there, quote, forever. We shouldn't even leave a contingency force behind the way we have in other war zones where we've been around the world. Uh, people want us out of Afghanistan, no questions asked. That's, that's number one. Do you agree with that policy? Number two, your reaction to the way this has been carried out. And number three, 13 dead Marines yesterday, first loss of life, of American life in Afghanistan since February of 2020. So by my count, that's what? That's somewhere around 21, 22 months. Um, Yep. So so tell me, me, uh, uh, Jim Simpson, your reaction to all three of those things. Should we be pulling out in full the way this is carried out and uh, the, the death of these 13 Marines, what does that mean to us going forward? Go ahead. Yeah. Well... You know, there's so much stuff. But I'll start by saying, you know, I was looking at a USA Today little short uh, report this morning where it claimed that President Biden, and I don't even like to use that term, uh, said that he agreed with President Trump, except that he claimed that we should keep a contingency, a, a small force there. And as we all know, that's the exact opposite of the truth. Trump intended to keep a small force there to provide intelligence and to provide air support to the Afghan government. And Biden abandoned all of it. 
And not only did he abandon all of it, he did it in the middle of the night without telling the Afghan commanders. So they woke up in the morning and suddenly America was gone, period, gone. And he never bothered to uh, either destroy or remove all that equipment, now making the Taliban the most well-equipped terrorist group in the world and probably a better-equipped army than many third-world countries. And so, I heard this morning that with the Black Hawk helicopters alone that uh, yep. are now under Taliban control, the Taliban yep. now has the 30th largest air force in the world. Think about that. Yeah, yeah. it's just mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling, but this is who uh, Joe Biden is. Now, I have no illusions. This was not incompetence this i mean it's rank incompetence but it was not incompetence this was a deliberate effort by the biden administration to sabotage the 20 years that we spent there and destroy any chance of getting even the slightest positive thing out of it now personally that's a strong charge why is that why why do you think it would be intentional to sabotage the gains we had made there well, as you know, uh, you know, I just finished writing, I just published my new book, Who Was Karl Marx? The Men, the Motives, and the Menace Behind Today's Rampaging American Left. This is all of a piece. They are trying to take down our country, and Joe Biden and his administration is at the heart of it. All of the things that we're seeing when you talk about the absolute lunatic level of spending which will collapse our economy, make no mistake about it. Uh, all of the other things that are happening in this country, what they're doing with the military, making it more important to, for military members to be woke than to be concerned with what is going on in Afghanistan, for example. It's all of a piece. They are trying to take down our country. Joe Biden, uh, I don't... I believe Joe Biden was following the orders of the Chinese Communist Party in what he did. He was told exactly what to do, and now all he has to do is make up a storyline to go with it. And as you can see, they're just scrambling to try to uh, uh, find a narrative that justifies everything they're doing Rather, they don't care that they did. We just lost 13 uh, uh, Marines yesterday, Marines and an airman, uh, or rather a, a Navy corpsman. They don't care. They care. I, I mean, think about it. He sent 6,000 troops into Afghanistan when his totally unanticipated event of the Taliban taking over in almost no time flat. And what does he do? He forces them to stay on the airfield. They can't do anything. Right. So they're just sitting there. Their hands are tied. I'll tell you more. They're sitting there as targets. They're, these aren't going to be the last people, Americans, who die before this mess is done with. They are trying to demoralize us. They are trying to discourage us. They are trying to destroy our military discourage anyone who has any patriotism from serving in the military. This is all of a piece. And I describe that 
pretty clearly in my book who was Karl Marx. People need to read that book. Let me let me talk more about the the groups involved here with respect to the attack. Um, yeah, sure. Both not both actually, but one of three: General McKenzie, uh, Press Secretary Jen Psaki, and the President himself right. yesterday. All three referenced relying upon the Taliban, relying upon them. They said that because we have similar goals, they said uh, that the Taliban is the enemy of ISIS-K and that uh, ISIS-K is the enemy of the Taliban. So we're actually kind of working on the same side here to stop these terrorists. And in fact, they're they're doing a good job of even stopping other terrorist attacks from happening. Uh, So the Taliban is essentially our ally in a limited sense here. I, sure. I can't believe just, just, my ears with your with your yeah. with your history and your knowledge and your expertise with with uh, jihadist groups and Islamist groups. Yeah. Uh, sure. Can you can you tell me that you know between Al Qaeda, ISIS K, yeah. and the Taliban, how is there even remotely any difference when they're all from the same religion, the same culture, and they share the same goal right, of right. destroying Westerners and advancing Islamism? Right. right. No, it, it, it's all of a part. You know, uh, you, you split the enemy into three pieces, and it's harder to to, uh, to fight that enemy. It's not just one enemy. It's three enemies now. So we have the Islamic State of Khorasan, and Khorasan is a historical term for an area that includes Afghanistan, parts of uh, Iran, uh, parts of Turkmenistan. It's a very large historical area, uh, you know, and it's kind of like, uh, what they talk about in the Shekano movement, you know, Aslan. It's, it's this area that does not exist anymore, but they're claiming that it does and it's theirs. And they, of course, claim that they are enemies, sworn enemies of the Taliban. Now, the Taliban uh, sheltered uh, al-Qaeda. You know, there's no sunlight between uh, al-Qaeda and the Taliban. And yet, when Obama was president, you know, we switched sides on the war in terror to try to take out Egypt, uh, Libya, and Tunisia. We succeeded in Tunisia and Libya and in uh, Egypt for a short time. But the, but these were our enemies. Libya, uh, whatever you say about Muammar Gaddafi, he had become one of our biggest supporters in the war on terror. And so these people had to be taken out. Because the Obama administration, just like the Obama administration, is the enemy of the American people. They are not just uh, misguided in their mindless foreign policy. Their foreign policy is very deliberate, and it's very targeted at taking down our country. And so that's what's going on. The, the Islam- Tell me the Taliban control all these checkpoints, and tell me that this group of suicide bombers was able to just float right through without being stopped. Exactly. Being, exactly. You know, that's why, I, that's it, why it, when he sat there yesterday and defended the Taliban as being kind of our partner in all of this, how did is ISIS-K suicide bombers get through checkpoints? Nobody could get through yeah, those exactly. checkpoints without express yeah, permission no. from the Taliban. No, no, no absolutely. And, and there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that this is, this is how they play. You know, they can claim plausible deniability and shield the Biden administration, who in a certain sense they have become partners with, because the Biden administration is every bit as much interested in demoralizing and destroying our military 
as uh, as the Taliban are. So, can, yes, can you believe? Can, can you believe pretend. what you're saying, Jim Simpson? I mean, we're 15 I, I, days away from the 20th yep. anniversary of the September 11th terror attacks that were brought yep. to you by the Taliban. The Taliban. Yep. Which funded, yes. trained, and and uh, uh, and and provided cover for the Al Qaeda operatives who carried out the attack. The Taliban yep. was responsible. And 15 days from the 20th anniversary, suddenly we're best buddies with that Taliban, thanks to the policy right. decisions being made by right. Joe Biden and the weakest military leadership I've seen in my lifetime. Well, it's beyond weak. It's destructive. It is. It is universally destructive and that includes the uh current secretary of defense austin uh that includes general mike milley the chairman of the joint chiefs of staff that includes the clown general who is uh uh presiding over this mess they have in afghanistan if any of those people uh, were worth their salt any of those military leaders were worth their salt they just defy what the president is telling them to do and say, okay, I'll be court-martialed. I'll be thrown out of, uh, but in the meantime, you know, we have, and he told the uh, British leader, stop going out and saving people. You're making us look bad. Unbelievable. It's, it's just, unbelievable. It's, I, I just never thought I'd see the day when these things would be happening. Jim Simpson yeah. is my guest. He is uh, the founder of the Red Green Axis Exposed organization. Uh, let's talk about the webinar on Sunday. You've got Curtis Bowers coming in, a uh, powerful yeah. filmmaker, and he has put together two films which kind of back up what you write about in, in your book on Karl Marx. Agenda Grinding America Down is the first one. Mm-hmm. Agenda 2, Masters of Deceit. Tell me what Curtis yep. Bowers is going to be talking about in this webinar. Well, he's going to be talking about uh, everything that's going on today and, you know, as basically a follow-on to those two um, documentaries. And I, I participated uh, very much in the first one and uh, a lot less in the second one, but I was in both of those documentaries. And basically... He talks about the same thing I talk about in uh, my book on Mark. This is all of a piece. Everything that we're seeing today is all of a piece. And he predicted it uh, very, very uh, poignantly in uh, the agenda documentaries. They are just amazing uh, uh, films. And he won a, you know, a very prominent award for the first one. And, uh, you know, he was former Idaho, uh, state representative. Uh, he had a private business before then. And then he decided after writing about, he wrote an article, uh, an op-ed for the local paper, and it got just a tidal wave of responses from people because he really struck a nerve and he realized this is something that people are very concerned about. So in 2009, he uh, took his family on the road. Uh, I, took a, his, I think it was his nephew who was the filmmaker, and they just traveled the country interviewing people. They came to, to uh, Maryland to interview me. They went all over the country, and uh, totally, totally without any prior experience in that documentary is one of the best documentaries on communism and what's happening in this country, 
uh, that, that's ever been done. I think it's on par with Trevor Loudon's uh, The Enemies Within. And so well, it couldn't be more be timely. It couldn't be more timely, yeah. that's for sure. Given yeah. all of the Marxism yeah. or Marxist uh, principles that are being advanced in this yeah. country right now, you marry yeah. that to the uh, you yeah. know return of jihad and the reformation of yeah. terror groups in Afghanistan, along with our yeah. poor southern border, it's all going to come together in one terrible mix. Uh, so yeah. this Sunday... Uh, is the webinar with Curtis Bowers as the special guest of Red Green Axis Exposed with Jim Simpson and Dan Ramada. If you want to attend this virtually, obviously it's a webinar. If you would like the access to it, you have to send an email and request access at rga at eaglefiremail.com. Just that simple. RGA, just think Red Green Axis. RGA at EagleFireMail.com. This Sunday, 7.30, it's uh, the Marxist Agenda Exposed by Red Green Axis Exposed. Jim Simpson, thank you so much for lending your thoughts and your wisdom to this uh, discussion this morning, and uh, we'll look forward to a great webinar on Sunday night. Hey, Bob. Thanks for for having me. Always a pleasure. Thank you. It's 9.52. We'll come right back with some phone calls on AM 1420, The Answer. Download the free WHK mobile app and listen to your favorite WHK programs or podcasts on the go. It's free in your app store. Okay, it's 9.56. We've got time for a couple here before the top of the hour. We'll have plenty of time after the top of the hour. No guests at 10.10, so uh, if you don't get on this segment, don't hang up. We'll get to you, I promise you, coming up after the uh, top of the hour news. I want to go to uh, Collinwood. Steve, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hello, Steve. Go ahead. Yeah, when uh, the president said that we will hunt you down and make you pay, I thought of it was I was watching a Kim Disney commercial. Is that... <laughs> Isn't that his line? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I didn't mind. I didn't mind that line. I just wish I believed it. I mean, I, I, you know, I want our military to go in and hunt down anybody who kills Americans and kill them. I well, want to well, let them pay, well, but I, the hunt, problem is coming out of this weak, uh, doddering old man's uh, mouth and knowing what he has ordered in the past. I just don't believe him. Not for not for a second. Well, if we hunt them down, we'll be hunting that Taliban's enemies down. They might they might have been responsible for this blast and had to and had them do it now they'll have us besides humiliation hunting down their enemies but the bigger and the bigger picture in all of this that i cannot emphasize too much is we know how uh, joe biden is uh governs now he makes a decision doesn't listen to anybody else and sticks with it right or wrong I- iran is two months away from nuclear breakout and if this is how he deals with these kind of situations the, the bigger threat to the United States is think of all this happening and the terrorists would have nuclear weapons. Well, that's a very good point, and I appreciate your phone call. Thank you, Steve. You know what I, as we sit here and we look at China's, what they land, what they stand to gain, rather, with uh, Afghanistan being run by the Taliban, you think about Russia and all that they stand to gain, you think about Iran, as you just pointed out, one of our most bitter enemies in the region already. Literally, for the last four years, we had peace in the Middle East. We had Donald Trump brokering peace accords between long-standing enemies of Israel, signing peace accords with Israel. 
We, we devastated ISIS. We killed Soleimani. We killed al-Baghdadi. And the response from our enemies was silence in the Middle East because they knew they were dealing with somebody who wasn't going to take any crap. We had relative peace in the Middle East for four years. Joe Biden's been in office for seven, eight months, and Marines are getting killed. Taliban has taken over. ISIS-K has arisen. I want you to ponder that. And I want you to mention that to every Biden voter you know. This was not something that was fated. This was all avoidable. And, and, and Donald Trump left Joe Biden the playbook. All he had to do was follow it. And none of this happens. More of your phone calls right after the news on AM 1420 News. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 